Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Alrighty, guys, NHL season has come to a close, and we are now looking ahead to the playoffs, and we couldn't be more stoked about that. Sadly, our New York Islanders uh, didn't quite make the cut this year, but they did have, I would say, a pretty good uh, six weeks leading out uh, of the season. Uh, Finally started showing some signs of life. Uh, How fitting that in his Potentially last game ever, Zdeno Chara scores a goal. That tall maniac. Um, but uh, lots of lots of sports, lots of hockey, all good stuff. The NBA playoffs are in full swing. It's a cool time to like sports. It's a cool time to like hockey, and we'll talk a little bit about that. But hey, episode one sixty six, bar down breakdown. We're back. Uh, we've got. Uh, Two months just about until Bar Down Breakfast on June 25th in sunny Orlando, Florida. And we have with us today our homies from Brooklyn, from Fargo, North Dakota, all the way up there. Uh, they just told us it's apparently still snowing. Uh, that's a bunch of bullshit, but uh, <laughs> such is life. But we've got Chance. We've got Alex. Um, dude, thanks for being with us, guys. Really appreciate it. Appreciate you having us. Hell yeah. So. Um, let's just jump right into, uh, the fact that it's almost May and it's, and it's snowing. Um, <laughs> what the hell is that about, man? I don't know. Uh, I mean, we had a really bad storm out of nowhere and there's people still without power until like May 16th. Ooh. 
Jeez. <laughs> Nuts. But, you know, That's today brutal. it's crazy. We still got some snow lumps everywhere, and it's like 50 wow. degrees out today after it just got done storming. For, that you know, is – that's really that's a wild thing. But, you know, um, one of the things I have heard uh, about North Dakota uh, is that um, it is a pretty picturesque place to be. Uh, I heard it's really, really beautiful. Um, but I, I guess my first question um, before we even get into, like, you know, any Brooklyn stuff or talking about the new single and all that, that really cool stuff is, um, you know, what's it like being a, a pop punk band from North Dakota? Like, uh, you know, I just I'm curious to you know how the scene is there and um you know like do our tours coming around or like you know kind of how, how is that how has that kind of come together um it was really tough to get members to start this type of music up here sure i, um, imagine. There, I mean there's a there's a pretty decent scene up here um okay. a lot of it's a lot metal and stuff like that but like you know, you get slim pickings and trying to find your band members, you know, and who you think is going to work out. And mm -hmm. who There's sticks a lot around. of people, too. Like, it's yeah. like, so it's, yeah, it's not populated here, so. Yeah, um, I, I, that's that's another sort of interesting thing, right? Is like, you know, be, because of how, you know, how unpopulous it is. I mean, it's like, you know, finding people that are like-minded, I'm sure could probably be um, pretty difficult. But I mean, as far as, as North Dakota goes, you know, you guys being in Fargo, you know, I would I would think that's probably one of the more um, densely populated areas in the yeah. state. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Probably it's our most populated area. Got it. <laughs> it's still not very populated. So. Hey, I mean, you know, it, it's it's like a culture shock. I mean, you know, Mikey and I grew up on on Long Island, which is you know an hour away from Manhattan, which is like you know, I you know I'm, I'm I I have a feeling that like you know four city blocks might have the same amount of people at one given time than Fargo might have on its busiest day. Uh, but, um, but that perspective is, is again, kind of, kind of strange. So, um, you know, normally we kind of hit this in the, you know, towards the middle of the episode, but I kind of want to hit it first because so again, you know, Mikey and I were spoiled, you know, growing up near Manhattan where you could just take a train into the city and pretty much see, any type of music, any sort of tour, anything that you might want is, is right there at your fingertips. So um, would love to kind of hear, uh, I guess we'll start with Chance first. Um, you know, what got you into alternative music? Like, you know, do you, was there like a, you know, a, a catalyst or a specific band or tipping point? Or was there something that, you know, one day you just uh, realized like, this is for me? Um, that's a, that's a great question. So I, I started playing guitar when I was nine because my sister was, she was like really goth and uh, she had a lot of friends that would come <laughs> over and they had this little tiny dinky first act guitar that I got and they started playing stuff on it. And I was like, whoa, that's really cool. And like, they showed me one thing and I was like, this is, this is it. I, I, I'm like obsessed with this. And then nice. I started playing that. My dad liked Metallica. So like I started with like that old, like kind of heavy metal type stuff. And then when I sure. met like, like the other guy in the band, uh, Damon and then Alex, and we started doing pop punk, and I was like, this is fun. It's, just, it's more fun to play than anything, I think. And I, I, I've decided that that's probably my my go-to genre nowadays. So Excellent. Yeah, I'd love to hear that. And then, um, you know, Alex, kind of same question to you. Like, what, what got you into alternative music? You know, how did it kind of start and flourish for you? Oh, man. So, you know, growing up in high school – it started, you know, listening to like MXPX 
and uh, Blink-182, sure. you know, all those kind of bands like that. Oh, yeah. Um, I actually, you know, started playing drums, you know, when I was younger. And I always loved singing, but I was so embarrassed to sing in front of everybody. And, you know, towards the end of my high school, um, I joined the choir and everything. And I kind of got over that shyness. And uh, ever since, I think it was my junior year in high school, I started singing and stuff. And I really, like, when I when I got into college... I actually started, I tried to start a pop punk band. It was like two of us and we sucked so bad. <laughs> but uh, um, I remember going home after that and buying an old Tascam recorder. And I, like, I wanted to be Gerard Wade at that time. I swear sure. to God. And like sitting <laughs> in my basement and like for 12 hours a day, I would sit there and teach myself how to play guitar and like track everything. And awesome. write probably some of the worst songs you've ever heard in your life. But <laughs> but. Over the time, it you know, I just I grew to love. I mean, I always loved it, but it like became like my life after that, you know. So it's kind of how awesome. I just listening to some of the greats and yeah, really trying to mold myself. Yeah, that I think. I mean, I think that's kind of what everybody does. You know, I I kind of I uh, I grew up as a drummer, and also I I sang a little bit. And the first band I was ever in, I actually sang and played drums at the same time which was uh which was a feat um, you know amongst That's itself tough. yeah That's it's tough. it's um it wasn't wasn't super easy uh but it was a lot of fun but um you know i also wrote terrible songs and tried to teach myself things and you know i did uh but you know everyone kind of i think goes through that that period of trying to find out what works right but you know kind of here we are you know some years later with brooklyn and you know it's great to know that you guys have found something that works and you could definitely tell you know when you listen to to the music i mean you know you guys had just dropped this new single recently i think it was just like a couple of days ago and um you know i was listening to uh, roll with the punches a bit which is uh you know kind of your i guess we sort of call it your debut record right uh and um you know really really cool to kind of see it all and hear it all come together um but you know i guess another question to that effect that i'd have and i always like to ask you know bands that are kind of playing now um you know as far as writing and and recording a record right so it's interesting to see you know as i'm kind of looking through your spotify like it looks like you guys had put out you know a couple of singles here and there which i think is kind of par for the course uh, but then like seeing that full album come out, especially for like your first sort of thing. Right. Um, I, I feel like a lot of bands aren't really doing that as much lately. I feel like a lot of bands are really focusing on singles and not putting out entire albums. And I mean, we've talked about this with a lot of different artists we've had on for me personally. I love that there's a whole album. Like that's how I like to listen to music. Like, you know, you mentioned, uh, MXPX, right? Like my first introduction to MXPX was listening to slowly going the way of the Buffalo from front to back. Right. And like, I don't know if I would have loved MXPX as much if I like had just heard like a song or two, but listening to that whole album and like kind of seeing how they, um, like how the songs materialized and how they sequenced everything, um, I, I think is like such a great thing. So, uh, I guess what I would ask uh, is what was the process like, you know, recording a whole record kind of taking that chance on an entire piece of work versus just, you know, taking a couple of years and just releasing singles. I guess when we first started, like 
we really didn't like understand the whole process of releasing anything. Okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, we, we wanted to, but we, you know, there's so many things that people don't like realize that you got to go through to like make it work, like through Spotify yeah. and like other streaming platforms, like how to do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but we, we, we would just start, you know, like writing a song, whatever. Okay. And like chance, me and chance, like wrote a lot of them together and, we just kind of play off of each other. He'd have like a couple parts and I'd be like, dude, that's sick. Like, let me add to that. And before you knew it, we'd have a song. Mm-hmm. And then I guess like we kind of like would just kind of release like a song when we didn't know what we were doing, like on the interview, Hey, we, there's one done. Let's just release it, you know, and see what people think. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, as we got signed on to what, um, they, we, we learned a lot from like them on how, like how to release stuff and, and, you know, to put together a whole album. I think it like, really like makes somebody connect with the band a little bit more. Cause they get to see like a little bit more of your personality, like how you were saying, you're going to see that personality. You get, you connect yeah. with them a little bit more, you know, through more of their music. And sometimes it takes like some people like music grows on them, you know, like mm-hmm. they might not like that one song, but if they listen to a few others, whatever, yeah, the band really grows on them. So sure. I don't know, I guess releasing it wise, it just, I think we, we wanted to have like something that, like you said, just to release that enough songs so that people could like hear a different variety of what we what we had to offer. Yeah, sure. You know, so because I think a, a lot of our songs that we, we can kind of go one way and then we'll go another way with a different sound, like type of sound. So we, mm-hmm. we like to kind of mix it up and not kind of really stay like the same, you know, style in every song. But sure, awesome. Um, so uh, I guess uh, you know, Chance being you know the um, I I I guess band dynamic wise, like are you the only guitarist or do, do you Alex also play a little bit of guitar as well? Um, Jan, Chance is our only guitarist. And like when, when, you know, when okay. he, we play live and everything and when he records, we'll, we'll kind of, we both kind of do it on the recordings here and there, okay. but Chance is like our main go-to guy for that. So cool. So I guess Chance, would you, would you say like, as far as uh, the songwriting is concerned, um, like, you know, let's looking at the record, let's just say like, uh, you know, a lot of the ideas that you had, um, did they typically start with you like writing a riff or, you know, were they kind of more collaborative or like how, how did the kind of songs uh, come to, come to flesh, flesh out the way they did? Um, so it really kind of depends on the song. It's interesting. Cause like, like Alex was saying, sometimes it's like, I'll have a riff, like you said, and mm-hmm. it, it turns into something that ends up being like a chorus or a verse or something, or sometimes sure. maybe Alex starts a song and I completely change it entirely. <laughs> And then we kind of, the song goes a completely different direction or something. Or or there's even been times where I've written like a verse or something like vocals too. And I'll send it to Alex and he'll change it up in his own way. And then once we actually get together and 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 sit down and write the entire song, it's, mm-hmm. it's when it really kind of, um, you, you know, becomes a, a real a real thing. It's, it's weird when it's just like one part. You don't really know if it's going to go anywhere. Yeah. But by the time like... I've done something with it and he's done something with it. And we sent it to our producer and then they change stuff up a little bit too. It, it really comes to life and it's actually kind of cool to see it that way. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'd agree with that. I think, you know, in the, in the songwriting space, there's uh, you know, especially being like the lone guitarist, right? I mean, like there's so much you could do in, in a studio setting, but you know, making sure that you can, you know, replicate it when you you're getting out there playing live. Um, you know, is, is definitely a really important thing. Uh, and to that end, so, uh, you know, you put out the record last year, kind of like, I, I guess, right smack dab in the middle of the pandemic. 
have you guys had an opportunity to to play out on on any of these these jams yet or anything or, or not not so much really once we just <laughs> yep we were we were ready to go before the pandemic and we had yep. like a show or two lined up and that seemed to kind of be the thing with our band like every time we get ready to go something, something would happen man and something. like we just yep. could not get over that so um we did uh we took that time during the pandemic to really like just buckle down and like start writing some more stuff during that yeah. time and kind of like make some of the songs we'd already wrote a little bit better, especially with like the producer that we were writing with and everything. Sure. Um, but yeah, we actually did just have a show here lately that we got to finally get on stage awesome. and, uh, and do these songs from roll with the punches. So awesome. And yeah, and we did breakaway as well too. Yeah. We oh, did. sick. That's that was, awesome. That was fun to play. That's a, that's, that's a gotta be, that's gotta be such a cathartic thing. You know, a, a lot of musicians probably experienced the same thing over these past two years, you know, writing music and, you know, just kind of toiling away in a studio, making everything perfect and then not having the opportunity to like play it for somebody and, you know, experience that love of someone else enjoying it. So, you know, kudos to you guys for finally getting that experience, but I'm sure it was, it was, it was kind of a tough ladder to climb to get there. So, um, another question I have for you guys, I know I'm just kind of firing questions that you left and right, but, um, cool. definitely, in, definitely interested to hear about how you guys hooked up with, um, uh, with Jason from, um, uh, Mayday Parade. I, I, I think that's who you guys had on your, uh, your feature for, uh, uh, here to stay. Right. Yep. So yeah, that, that's a, that's a pull, man. I mean, you know, your first record coming out and you've got the vocalist of, of Mayday Parade, um, you know, singing on one of your tracks. So, uh, what, what was that process like? And, uh, you know, how'd you get linked up with him? That that was awesome because I I grew up idolizing that man like you know like listening to him on his albums and stuff and mm -hmm. like here he is on ours singing singing my lyrics you know so it was like it was crazy but we ended up getting you know that connection through our label awesome um, I believe I think I believe that he signed on to yeah he's on he's on Watchers like um... oh he's he's on the like artists like oh, um... so yeah so yeah, so, yeah. Yep. Yeah. so he's on he's on the label whatever and then nice. uh, our label guy hooked us up with him. Awesome. And we kind of just collabed over, you know, we just recorded everything at the studio and then mm -hmm. sent it over his way. He did his part, sent it our way, mm -hmm. listened to it all. And it was like, it was amazing, of course, when we got it back. So it was just like, he really like went all out on it. That's what we were so stoked about. We thought maybe if we got like a big feature like that and he didn't know who we were, that like he was just going to just kind of do whatever job on it, like, you know, quick job on it but no he, yeah, right. he killed it man like we were so excited when we heard that we're like oh man Lancaster's killing it. It, it was crazy it was, it was we didn't awesome. even have to like give him any notes or anything we just no. sent him what we had and he came back and it was that was it we're like all right perfect let's let's go <laughs> that was, yeah, was yeah. Master, master of acoustics man he's awesome man, he's so, so if jason's listening i just want him to hear that Good night, Moon was actually my wedding song. Oh, so, I love that song. Yeah. Yep. So Shout good. out Jason Lancaster. So good. <laughs> so uh, I've probably told my Jason Lancaster story before, uh, but uh, uh, I don't remember what Warp Tour it was. I, like this was when Mayday Parade was like a, a literal baby band, and they weren't even on Warp Tour, and they were um, they were just following the tour, uh, trying to like get in Kevin Lyman's ear, just be like, hey man, like put us on a show, put us on a show, and um, I mean, you know, them being from Tallahassee, I mean, they literally followed the tour, I guess, from down south all the way up. And it, it was the New York date. And he was literally just outside, like selling 
um, the Digipack. If you remember, like Digipack CDs, like the ones that like they oh, were yeah. in a jewel case, they just kind of flopped open. Yep. And he was selling that first EP, um, wow. and he was literally just walking around with a disc man and headphones. And I remember <laughs> like standing online for Warp Tour, and I think it was like probably nine thirty in the morning, and it was already like eighty five degrees. And this guy comes up to me. He's like, "Hey, uh, you know, I, do you, you want to like listen to my band?" And I'm thinking, like, "Oh, this guy's gonna put these sweaty, gross headphones on my ears." <laughs> and and yeah, he did. He just put them on on my ears, and I was like, "Oh crap!" And um, you know, uh, I listened to it, and I was like, "Yeah, man, I'll buy one." And uh, I bought one, five bucks. And uh, I'm sure if I still had that CD somewhere, I could probably throw it up on eBay and get a, a cool couple hundred bucks for it now. Oh, but yeah. but that just goes to show you, like some of the bands that that end up having the the biggest success like that's where you start and that's what you do like you literally just start by like trying to get all these people like making sure they get into warp you know warp tour on time so they can go see set your goals play at 11 15 in the morning Dude, you, you know, don't have to like, do that now all you need to do is go viral that's it man yeah man, like, send up real. one, <laughs> put up one baby, tiktok yeah. video go viral and you don't even have to follow the warp tour or yeah. whatever like obviously, <laughs> warp tour honestly is not you're around anymore but. absolutely right but but and that's just the way that the music industry has changed but and and that's kind of a good thing though right because like it's tough to go do that like it's tough to just say hey we're gonna you know take two weeks off at all of our jobs and get in our van yes. and, and try to do it. Whereas, you know, in today's society, I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves. I mean, there are very, very few places you can live in the world where you can just decide to quit your day job and just be like, Hey, I, I want to go do this music thing full time and not end up, you know, in a dumpster or a box somewhere. <laughs> and, and, and don't get me wrong. Like I, I applaud the people who have the, the, um, you know, the, the heart and the drive and the determination to do that. But a lot of times, like in order to do that, like you have to like have something to fall back on. Right. And, uh, right. but in today's kind of world, like as long as you know how to meander through social media, you can make like a, a pretty good presence for yourself. I mean, like yeah. there are bands nowadays that like are getting signed to like big record labels, like without having even played Play shows. Show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's, yep. but, but at the same time, I think that's a wonderful thing because, you know, a lot of great bands that existed, you know, when Mikey and I were younger, you know, like 2005, 2006, you wonder if some of those bands existed today with the resources that they have today, if they would have made it, you know, if they would have not just wrote a record and then just been like, we can't do this anymore, you know? Right. So, I, you know, I think it's a great thing for the music industry. And, and maybe like some people will say like, well, you know, like that, you know, they, they don't know what it was really like to, you know, get hot and sweaty and follow warp tour around but like who gives a shit you know like if yeah. you if you can make your dream a reality however you can do it go do it yeah work smart not hard right hell yeah i mean that's that's what it's about <laughs> so um just kind of um dialing back to the the full-length record so um so roll with the punches you guys uh you guys worked with uh nick from we set signals right yeah yeah one yeah. of the songs yep so um we set signals uh how long ago is that was that like, like 70 episodes, episodes ago yeah, yeah. Well, like a so, very long time ago the, probably the only australian hockey fan that exists in australia um uh and but that's we not said, true but well, probably uh, in the alternative world yeah okay that's fair um sorry australia if you're listening I don't know <laughs> yeah you we're like um, the the fifth highest 
hockey podcast in Australia, and now we're going to just drop down the charts. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. That's fine. I'll take Way it. Way to go, Tom. Yeah, right. Uh, but t- and t- all we needed was like two listens from Australia, <laughs> and that got us up to number five. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. Maybe, maybe maybe their metrics will hear Australia and be like, they're talking about us. Boy. <laughs> um, so what was it like working with Nick? I mean, I know he's kind of a he's one of those like mad geniuses, I feel like, who uh, is so, so talented. Sure. But also he's just one of the, you know, like he's just one of those guys who I'm sure like is he one of those guys and i mean you don't have to sugarcoat it is he one of those guys that like is like do it again 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 so uh, <laughs> we we actually it was the kind of the same type of collab that we did with jason with him yeah. uh we just kind of you know he was a label mate and we really loved like his thought their, their band was awesome i mean like yeah. the guy's super talented i mean like he i think he mixed and masters all their stuff too and everything yep. and he does a bang up job on all that yeah. so yeah he sure does i think like we just kind of did that over online too with him during that time. It was right around roughly around the same time. It wasn't a chance. I think that we did the Jason Lancaster it was pretty, yeah. pretty close to each other. And uh, we so. sent it over to him and like, you know, we we're just like, all right, let's give him like, let's, let's hear what he's got, man. And he, he sent his back. I was like, dude, that was like the coolest part of the whole freaking song. Even, he was like, was so good. Uh, Alex, That's awesome. Write that part too. The bridge. Yeah, he wrote that part because yeah. I had different lyrics wrote on that on that part and everything, and like a different melody too. And then when we when we released it originally before we were signed to Watt, it was an entirely different bridge on. Uh, well, it's called "Bite the Bullet" yeah. now, but it was "Homebound" is what it was called. And yeah, we sent it over to him, and he he sent it back, and it was like I, I like the old bridge too, but what he sent back was just the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, yeah, he's such a good vocalist, and I was like, what is this? It just really made it something. I don't even know, man. It brought it, it, it just sounded like more mature, I guess, and professional when when it got done with. Yeah, it. Like just, his part oh was like God, it's so cool. It was like a just no brainer. Like, yeah, dude, this we're definitely yeah, this guy's we're using it's, this. I think that's was, like an, such so an awesome cool. thing. <laughs> yeah, like it's such an awesome thing to like send someone your music and have them put a completely different spin perspective on it to like make you re fall in love with with your music, you know, again because I think uh, a lot of times as listeners right like on the listener side we you probably don't realize that like when a a record comes out like the artist has probably listened to this stuff like hundreds of times so like i'm sure like when you were writing and recording your record like you listened to all of the individual parts and then as they came together before they got mixed then they got mixed then they got mastered and then after they got mastered and you know at the end of the day you've probably listened to all of those songs you know a thousand times but you know it is super cool to know that like you could listen to something so often send it away someone just makes a little tweak or does a little thing and all of a sudden you're like and it's Whoa. huge yeah. oh my god like what a yeah. difference this is it's like a game changer yeah that's such a cool thing and then um but i i mean we can't you know leave you know the record without talking about anxiety and i mean at this point it's uh i think like 350,000 plays or something that's like a tremendous accomplishment um like how 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 is it that you're you're getting your ears onto this stuff like are you finding that playlists are adding you guys in or is it just you know kind of word of mouth and people are finding you guys like what's what do you think is is kind of getting you those numbers and all of that success with uh with uh you know with that record there so it's funny the actually anxiety was like one of the only songs we were so mad about because we released that song before we knew what we were even doing oh, um, wow. it was about without pitching it to any curators or, you know, okay. like, like that. So like 
but without doing that, it, it actually kept up with all the other ones, you know, like we were really surprised and blown away by that, but that, that seems to be like everybody's favorite, you know, when it comes down to it, like, I think that one really just did so well too, because like, I, I literally, you know, wrote that song about my own anxiety and battled with sure. it my whole life, you know? Yeah. And like, I think you can, from, you know, just hearing everybody like their feedback. I mean, we get like messages like saying that song literally saved their life, like multiple <laughs> times, so awesome. you know, it's like, love that. and I'm just like, it's just my way to vent, you know? And like, yeah. I just wanted to know if like anybody else, you know, else out there, which I know there is, you know, people that feel the same way and just kind of wanted to write something that people yeah. could relate to, you know, and like, mm-hmm. cause that shit sucks, man. Like <laughs> it does. Sure so does. actually, so going back to what you were saying is like, um, yeah, we didn't get we didn't release that one on like the radar, which I, I think if we would have, we probably would have got a lot more streams and stuff like that. But it is what it is, you know. You learn, live, you learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other ones though, we did we do uh, work with our label on that on that. They have, I think I believe like the Sony Orchard and stuff like that that they work with, and awesome. they you know they pitch all of our songs to curators and stuff like that, and and you know hopefully like they'll land a playlist. You know, like we've we've been on a pretty good amount of playlists now and i think we were the cover of one i can't was it pop punk's not dead chance i can't don't quote me on that i think one so. of the one of the pop punk like, ones or maybe it was pop punk's essentials or, i can't remember whatever we were <laughs> cover of that for a while it was yeah cool. those are those are two those are two heavy heavy playlists to be on though i mean yeah. with, either it's the pop punk's not dead or pop punk essentials i mean they're they're both huge um you know we've had uh our our, our homie brandon from the magwas who also like curate curates playlists and stuff and uh, he's told us, like, you know, in this day and age, like, getting on a playlist can make or break a band. Oh, like, definitely. Can absolutely make or break a band. And I guess that's kind of like, um, you know, again, pulling it back to, you know, when when Mikey and I were youngins and stuff, it was like the same thing as, like, getting on a cool comp. You know, like, yeah. if if you were able to get on, like, a comp that was, like, distributed or you know, one of those things like, and, and more people got to hear your music, you know, it was a great thing. And it's the same thing with these playlists, ex- except that it's the, the reach is so much broader because you don't have to go to your record store and buy a comp or, you know, you don't have right, to. Yeah. It's actually getting out to people. That's, yeah. that's, the, that's the thing. It's like, it's disheartening, you know, when you don't, you know, we've had a couple not make them, you know, and it's just yeah. like, oh, man, we put so much time and effort yep. into that. You're like, whatever it's, a, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta, it is, it is what it is, but I mean, it's just like, it is nice to be able to, you know, you get your work recognized yeah absolutely and i guess you also you kind of never know like what what is going to hit right so i mean like you know you guys you guys put out a record you know with uh you know 10 songs or something like that right and like you know like maybe you've chosen you know track one and track two and track six to like be your three singles but it just turns out that everybody relates to you know, track nine and track nine was like the one that like you guys threw together in the studio and you were like, man, like this, I don't know how this one even made the record, but all of a sudden that's the one that everybody loves. Right. So like you just, the court of public opinion is, is probably the most important thing, but you know, to your point with, with anxiety, relatability, right. Is also another thing. And especially kind of pouring your heart out, uh, you know, the subject that's so delicate and so close to home and knowing that people are, not only loving the music, but are relating to the material. It's just like a great thing, you know? So, so right. definitely, definitely a, a tremendous thing for you guys there. So, I, I mean, you know, you, you gotta love it, but uh, let's chat a little bit about, uh, you know, so the, the, the new single that you guys put out. So, so breakaway, I think that literally like was just like a couple of days ago, right. If I'm not mistaken, like, um, like Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah Friday. Right. So um, is uh, I, I guess if you could share a little bit, is this, um, 
you know, material that's part of a, like, like a bigger picture is, are we talking about like a whole other record here? Or are we just kind of testing the waters with a single? Like what's kind of on the radar for, for new music for you guys? So yeah, this one here, this one actually, we're, we're going to be making it, we're in the process of making the next record. So Sweet. this one is going to be one of the ones that'll be on there. Awesome. We just, kinda, we just released it as a single. So cool. Um, yeah, it's kind of, we were kind of like going back and forth on like what we should do on this album since it's, I feel like pop punk changes like every six months, you know, like it's, yeah. it's like crazy. So we never thought that, that pop punk was going to start going like the trap route, you know, like, mm. or like whatever, you know? Yep. So like we, we want to kind of, we're going to start putting a little bit of like a little bit of the trappy stuff in with the, you know, the cool. more edgy pop punk. We want to, we want to keep it our sound though still. So we're not going to go crazy yeah. and overboard with it. But uh, cause I feel like, you know, it just seems like pop punk kind of like goes that way and then it reverts back to how it used to be, you know, like, mm-hmm. and it's like, we've gotten so many people that just are so into like that 2010 era and like, you know, that earlier pop punk stage, it's, something that they'll always love they can relate yeah. to it it's you know that's what they're used to that's that's what they remember pop punk as you know sure, sure and but we do we do we love that the new stuff too like magnolia park is freaking awesome like we love all their songs oh yeah it, like just you know 408 408 is another good one too like the yeah. trappy stuff was cool like you know it might kind of reminds me of like forever the sickest kids in like a newer day and age you know so yeah. it's like yeah, for sure. Um, so you can probably expect some of that, like a little bit of trap stuff on there. Like, awesome. In, in between, like, you know, bits and pieces of the song. Yeah, for sure. But, uh, that's great. I mean, you shout know. out Orlando real quick. Orlando, Florida. Best yeah, music scene in the country. There we go. It, man. Home of Bard Outbreak Fest, June 25th. Get your tickets. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. We're miserable shills for this fest, man. That's all we do is like... I can I could probably take any anything that you say and transition it into like a bar down break fest, like like ploy like you could be like yeah man grilled cheeses are good it'd be like yeah different kinds of cheese american cheddar and by the way cheddar doesn't cost a lot of cheddar to get your tickets right now <laughs> so it's just like i have that i have that ability and i'll use it quite frequently uh so uh one last question for you guys and then i'm gonna talk a little bit about our, our awesome sponsor DraftKings, who um are uh running some pretty cool promotions for the playoffs but um so I, you know, I know kind of harkening back chance, you had said it, like you kind of started uh, playing guitar and you were kind of into a little bit more like the metal stuff, just because like, that's what, you know, you said your pops was into Metallica and all that kind of stuff. Do you find that like, you know, even though like you're, you're playing pop punk or alternative music, like, do you ever kind of find that like some of those like metal influences kind of make their way into how you write? That Yeah, that's a... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, actually. So I've been, so I guess to give context, I've been writing with Alex now for probably eight years or so. Oh, wow. Okay. So we've been, he's been helping me become a better writer since I've met him because I was okay. very good before, but uh, yeah, that used to definitely, <laughs> that used to definitely show a lot of my, my metal side because mm-hmm. uh, Alex likes metal too, but the, but Alex is really good at, when it's that time to separate a genre when mm-hmm. you're writing. And that's something that he's taught me. And I've really had to kind of push myself because there are sometimes, yeah, maybe you really want to do some metal stuff in like a song, but it doesn't fit mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. So you kind of got to be honest with yourself at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that it has been a, a thing in the past, but it doesn't always work. You know, and and the funny thing about that is like, so when you listen to like, 
And the perfect, perfect example of this is listening to four year, right? Because like, because like tonality, right? Like if you took any of those four year riffs, like most of them are, you know, getting like a little like music nerdy, but like most of like four years riffs that are like metally are all like kind of major they're major riffs, right? So it's just like, okay, like I could see how this could be metally, but it's pretty sounding, right? Because it's all major scale. It's all that kind of stuff. If you took a four-year riff, a lot of these four-year riffs, and just like switched it from a major key to a minor key, you'd be like, oh yeah, this is just metal. This is just like butt metal. That's like, like what this is. ended up being. So like that, so yeah, that's a really and, good and, point. And, 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 like, that, and it sounded cool. Yeah. And, and, but, and that's like the awesome thing about it is like, you know, some of that like early easy core stuff, like, you know, they literally were just like, well, uh, you know, I can't put this in D minor, but if I put it in D major, like, and maybe throw some, some keyboards over it, like, I think we got something. Right. And, uh, but, but like, if you look at it, like talking about also just to kind of harken back to how we talked about how pop punk is constantly evolving. Right. So, I mean, you know, I, you guys, I'm sure being four year fans, right? Like if you look at, you know, um, uh, Rise or Die Trying, right? So, you know, that record, quintessential four year record. I mean, like, you know, if you put any song on that on for anybody who's ever liked pop punk, they're going to be like, oh yeah, I remember, I remember crushing beers and listening to this. <laughs> but then for me, if you take it all the way to Brain Pain, right? I think Brain Pain is I love cohes- that song. cohesively, Brain Pain as a record, four years best record. A hundred percent best record, and the reason that is is because they they figured it out right. So they right. figured out how to incorporate all of their different loves into a record that is both mature, but at the same time still kind of has their roots. It still has the breakdowns. It still has the fun riffs. It still has you know their little cheeky like you know, vocal stuff. And you know I think that that's something that as you develop as a writer, right? Like you just, you finally come into your own and you can keep kind of pulling like, you know, kind of like, like taffy, right? You just keep kind of pulling and stretching it until you've got something that really works for you. But it's cool to know that you guys have such a, a deep collaborative relationship because in this early stage of your band, like you guys are already figuring it out. So, you know, by the next record, like you could have that brain pain, which took four year, you know, 10 years to get, you know, So I think that's a great thing, you know, and I think that people kind of don't realize that once it clicks, um, you, you can just do so much with it. Right. Yeah. We're, we're really excited. Like, you know, just bouncing off what you're saying, because we're actually going to be going down to record with Andrew Wade here further that for the next album. So we're really excited to know what comes out of that because, Mm -hmm. you know, it just, dude, everything, I feel like everything that guy touches, man, just turns the gold. It's like, he's a genius. And, and where's true. where's his studio again? Orlando, I believe. Orlando. Oh yeah, so, Orlando. home of Bar Down Breakfast, June yep. 25th. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man, you're you're getting really good at this. But um, speaking of things that are really good, um, I am so pumped that we are finally approaching uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs. I think it's the coolest two months of the year. Um, so much incredible hockey comes out of this, and I really can't wait. And DraftKings Sportsbook, as always, is doing really, really cool things for their customers. And they're an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Uh, and they're doing a just tremendous offer. Uh, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win. And you get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. So all you got to do is invest 5 bucks. You know, Maybe you don't go to Starbucks for like one day. Or maybe 
uh, I don't know, um, have two less tacos from Taco Bell. And then you got five bucks. You could bet that five bucks, get a hundred dollars in free bets. It's so awesome. So if you're looking to turn a small bet into like a big payday, DraftKings, same game parlays can do just that, which is really awesome. So you can create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored and more. Uh, It's a shot at an even bigger payout. It's like prop betting. I love that kind of shit. So, you know, DraftKings, you're always, always doing some cool stuff. And always remember they're safe, secure, and reliable. And best of all, you can deposit and withdraw that cash whenever you want. So you don't have to hit any limits. It's great. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, as you always do for the Hockey Podcast Network. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. So again, that's THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, and they're an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And if you see the show notes for details, you'll see all of the uh, disclaimers and uh, where you can reach out if you do have a gambling problem. But uh, I don't know. If you want to practice your state abbreviations. Yeah, you could do that. Um, Also, I think if you're betting on anybody – uh, other than the Colorado avalanche to come out of the West. You're a fool. You're an absolute <laughs> fool. But, um, you know, the the East is another thing. And uh, we can talk a little bit about that. Everybody's loving the cats, but I think you can never count out the bolts. You can never count out the pens. And dare I say it, Michael? No, you're not saying it. So let's talk that. Like, <laughs> I was really feeling hot about the cats. And then they won the president's trophy. And I feel like that's a curse. And now sure I'm not is. so confident about them. So I wish that they would have dropped down a, a spot or two and, and then yeah. just caught, you know, like just a nice wave going into the playoffs. But they got crushed by Montreal last night. Like crushed. They did. They did so, yeah. But I mean, a way that, to go into the playoffs. And that tends to happen, though. I mean, like once you know you're comfortable, you've already got the president's trophy. I mean, you know, why send poor Jonathan Huberto out there to get yet another assist? Just like let him let it ride, you know. But uh, I think can um, I make a comment real quick. You sure can. I haven't eaten Taco Bell like real tacos in years. OK, are two tacos five dollars now? Because you no. mentioned that. In the, oh, OK, you just did that uh, on the fly and fucked up. Yeah, I mean, okay. I think like I think like a soft taco. Like, 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 like I know inflation's bad, like, but mm. two fifty for a Taco Bell taco. I'm Listen, not paying for that. I mean, so and that's the thing with Taco Bell, right? Like that used to. I mean, it kind of still is the safe haven, to, like get to stretch like five bucks the best you can. But uh, like it used to be though back in the day, like you, five bucks could get you like some real like decent shit from Taco Bell. But now, like five bucks, like if you go on their like dollar menu, they're like rice burrito rice like burrito. burrito with rice inside a dollar do they they're have like the five dollar box Don't they, they have, have the, the they do have the five dollar boxes which are pretty good right five dollar yeah. box you know it gives you this and that and the other thing and you know all that kind of stuff but i mean like their dollar menu has gotten like dollar menus in general like at any fast food place yeah. they're getting pretty stingy like there was a day there you know used to like be able to roll up to a wendy's be like let me get that like junior bacon cheeseburger for a dollar and you'd be like oh i'm set i'm gonna have two of these you know, maybe like a value soda and I'm, I'm gonna be at like $3 and 50 cents, but now it's like, cool. The, the lettuce burger, it's the bun, lettuce bun. Like, it's just like, you know, maybe it, maybe a squirt of mayo on there. It's mayo's mostly going to be on the paper though. So, you know, enjoy that. That's just how it goes, man. You know, inflation is killer, but, um, 
a dollar menus anymore at McDonald's. It's like God, it's... we finally got one in my. I live in a smaller a town outside of Fargo, and yeah, we finally got one after wanting one for like ten years, and they don't even have the dollar menu anymore. So it's like so you fight like you guys didn't even have a McDonald's. No, dude, it's a small yeah. town, small Ooh. North Dakota. So um, there. Uh, <laughs> funny story about McDonald's. So they say that. Um, you know, McDonald's are one of the franchises that like, if you buy into them, like they're guaranteed to make you money, like guaranteed. Right. So they say like very infrequently, if ever do McDonald's ever like close, right? Like when they open up, they stay up and like, they just make money. Uh, so they say if a McDonald's closes, you know that you're in like a really rough area. So this town right next to the town where Mikey and I grew up had a McDonald's that was like right across the train station in a really rough area that McDonald's closed down. <laughs> so like there are McDonald's in like the heart of Baltimore, like in like the bad parts of Philly, like the rough parts of Chicago that just like stay open and crank out. Couldn't even do it. And wow. I remember just thinking to myself, like that's a bad omen. And now funny story right next to that train station, there are uh, like apartments that are like $2,500 for studios. So, wow. Oh, as, as it were, that's insane. That is insane because I guess I haven't been home in a while. I I would not pay twenty five hundred dollars to live right next to that train station. No, Just, you wouldn't. Long Island's a weird place. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to do it. But now, um, let let's just stay on the music talk for a moment because I didn't get in my question about we are triumphant. So you guys have, have like hinted at the label for a while, and we love talking labels on this podcast. So. I believe it's Greg Long, right? He's he's the homie that runs the label. The owner, yep. So, like, how did you link up with him? And like, if you're familiar with the story, because like we we've talked to a few guests on here who are who are on the label or were on the label, and it just seems like kind of like a mystery. I know that he like runs a really large pop punk Facebook group, right? Like he's a moderator yeah, for it. Pretty much the the pop punk kids page on Facebook. That's like that's the big one. Yeah. So is that like how you guys caught his ear and got his attention or like how did um, that all play out? You know, uh, I, I can't, <laughs> I can't even remember. I don't know. I think it was, I think it <laughs> was something like that. We, we ended up, it was, well, we, we run with our, our air rep, uh, Nico is his name, whatever. But I think he, he was the one who, you know, he was really into like pop. I mean, they both do pop punk stuff, but he really, that was kind of his baby was pop punk. And, uh, he ended up, I think, just finding us online and then shooting us a message. It was just like, hey, man, we'd like, you know, we'd like to t- give you guys a call and, like, let's talk about this. You know, we just want to see where you guys are headed, like, what your plans are for your band and stuff. And, like, so we just we just called him up, and I think we all got on a big group chat. And we were just talking to him and just kind of ran over, like, some of, like, the percentages and numbers and stuff like that. And it's like, you guys, if you're interested, we'd like to work with you, and we can send you over the contracts, and we'll sign them up. So. And was we just, this we, like in the middle of the pandemic? This, this was, was right down? in the middle of the pandemic. Never even played a show. Right <laughs> when it was like kind of starting. So, wow. Yeah. So that mean that I, I feel like that speaks volumes. Like you know, a lot of labels were kind of scared at that point and were like hunkering yeah. down and kind of putting everything on pause. But here they were. Like I think it was like a just a good opportunity yeah. to you know the pandemic was like I mean it sucked obviously everybody but for, for musicians i mean it was it was almost like a bittersweet thing because it's like now you guys everybody's at home quarantining you know there's nothing to do 
but listen to music or like whatever, you know? So I feel like a lot more people focused in on our songs and everything like that, because there was not really much to do, you know? And you had everybody's attention at that time. And I think, you know, those numbers really helped us out during that too. Not everybody was busy and, you know, whatever they were focused mostly on just like listening to music and stuff. So what's, what's cool about we are triumphant too, is like, they're like stream based. Like that's what their main focus is, is to help you as almost late. They even say it like, we're like a lily pad that help you uh, progress your, yourselves. And it was almost like perfect timing that it was like, we weren't able to play shows because we were focused on getting streams uh, and they were focused on helping us get those streams too. So that's what's, so it actually kind of worked out really well um, as far as the COVID thing goes, because we ended up, you know, getting a decent amount of streams because of that once we started working with them. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of interesting with the label. It seems like they have taken things into their own hands. So like having that Facebook group, like, you know, Facebook groups are kind of what they are, like, especially like the pop punk ones, but like having a large one that has a big following, like then transferring that to your label, transferring that to like bring attention to the bands that are on your label. Like they've taken control of that. Like, whereas if a label now is like, Oh, you know, I see they're doing that. Like, let me create our own Facebook group. Most likely it's not going to, like it right. take off or it's going to take a very long time. Like, yeah. So like the fact that he has that, and then I know that they also have their own very large pop punk playlist. Like a lot of labels, like even big labels, like, you know, pure, pure noise records and like huge in the alternative world. Like they try to do their own playlist and they don't take, like they don't take off even, but like right. to have him have like a, a fairly large, playlist as well like taking it into his own hands like yep. I, I've, I that's kind of the thing that stood out to me with we are triumphant yeah i think that's like kind of their baby they, they focus in more on the streams and stuff like that so it's like they put more i think they probably put a little bit more time and effort into that than versus like a lot of like the bigger labels and stuff like that but like just because it just that's kind of like that's their bread and butter you know yeah. so i mean it, it works out well, for them, it works out well for us. It's been it's been good working with them. Oh, absolutely. It's it's really good, like, as far... I mean, I think that's kind of how Greg started, is, like, helping bands get streams, and then that's kind of how he started a label. I might be wrong. I don't know. But um, I, th I think that's what he said at one point, and it's, it definitely shows because, you know, a, lo a lot of his bands that, you know, put in that work and that time and effort to get those streams as well, with their help, it definitely, you know, it shows for itself, so... So I guess now that you guys, you know, things are opening up. I know you got a tour with Chief State. Shout out to our homie Nick from Chief State. Like, do you feel like you're getting the support you need to now hit the road? Because that's usually like the the label side too. Like having the the label support when you're ready to hit the road finally. Like now that you guys are going out on the on the road, do you feel like you you got the support that you need and you're you're now now we yeah I, I think so too we just started working with an awesome management group uh that came in with us uh david Desanka, shout out from cold coffee um no they're freaking awesome like i mean us and the band all together are so add man it's like trying to you know do the business side of things and everything these guys still just came in they're go-getters they came and stepped up and like man they've been doing like wonders for us on top of everything else so organized too and another thing that actually does help too as far as being signed with 
what they don't take any percentages for our merch. I don't know if I'm supposed to say. Oh that. wow, that's yeah, awesome. that's, that's great. <laughs> so, that, I mean, that's that was awesome. one of the big really things. Really helpful because it helps us like able to fuel whatever we need to go on tour. Yeah. Because Especially we get gas being like four bucks a gallon now. You know. Oh yeah. So, so that's actually super cool that we yeah. got. That, uh, that that is that is such an important thing especially as a as a band that's like just starting to get out out on the road it's like ev- you need every penny you really do um if, if anything just to you know like i said to be able to to go out and do this again you need to make sure that you're being really really cognizant of 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 the dollars that you're bringing in what's being spent and you know the last thing that a label needs you know when they're working with bands that are you know three or four years into the game or just putting out records and just going on like their first big tours. The last thing a label needs is to be, you know, short change in anybody. Um, you know, when, when it's all about development, it's, it's, it's almost like, um, you know, uh, like business incubators, right? It's like, you know, some of the better business incubators understand that, you know, a, a really small business that has potential, like kind of laissez faire, you know, we'll just give you the space, give you the opportunity and kind of keep our hands off of it. And then, you know, once you guys are in a position where, all right, now it's, you know, we've got, you know, a, a full West Coast under our belt and a full Midwest under our belt. And, you know, we've done a whole record cycle. And now, like, you know, we have we have the know how to, you know, play some bigger markets and bigger cap venues, you know, then like a label can be like, OK, well, you know. Uh, now we could do this and now we can do that. But I never really understood like, you know, signing to a label, you know, when you're a band that's really just starting to grow and having to share your profits with a label, especially if like, you know, the, all, all the label is doing is really giving you, um, you know, like a budget for recording. Cause sometimes like you kind of see that with labels, like they don't really support you on the tour end or they don't support you on the merch end. They're really just like, all right, here's five grand to go record a record. Uh, you know, uh, when you're touring, we're taking 20% of your merch and you know, all this. And it's like, uh, but it's good to know that, you know, obviously Watts taking care of you guys. And I, you know, I, I think that that's something that, you know, we expect knowing, uh, you know, speaking to people that are on the label and understanding the plight of, of what they do. It's a, it's a wonderful thing. So, um, but yeah, that's kind of cool uh, going out with, uh, with, with, with chief state. Um, how many, uh, how many dates are you guys doing? Um, I don't know. I think, what, what do we, <laughs> <laughs> we're still trying to hash it out yet. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, like, uh, like, like, like you said, we're working with David Asaka. Asaka. I think just, we're doing, she's, she's working three, with four. Uh, like five of them, I think yeah. five of them. Does that sound about right? Chance four or five. Be a couple more. I don't know. Okay. Like as of that, I know of right now. But there's yeah. we, we're still discussing it and everything, and still there. Like, like back and forth with like our and, that, and, and that's um are, and they're going out supporting uh the new record. Is that you guys are going out with them for that? I think so. I, I think so, right? So. I believe that's what probably. Yeah, because I, I think that. I was just like, I'm in. Let's I know. Yeah, hell yeah, yeah, right? I that. Yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, I think the new record, if I'm not mistaken, I think it comes out July 1st. Um, and I think I only know that because like I pre-ordered it because uh, yeah, you got to support the homies. Yeah, and, if that's uh, the case, then yeah, then we probably. Then we hell yeah. Those are bangers too. The ones no, they are. And, and, that, and that's an awesome thing too, like getting an opportunity to get on that tour knowing that they're supporting this album that already, like I said, the album doesn't come out for another two years, but the album is getting a lot of, um, a lot of like good vibes. It's starting to get some press. The oh, yeah. singles are great. 
Um, I think like if I'm not mistaken, as wild as this is, like I think it's like you could pre-order it on Best Buy. Like you go to Best oh, Buy's wow. website and buy yeah. it. I mean, so that's an awesome thing. So you know, kudos to Chief State and you know you guys going out with them, especially yeah, for that. We hope that you know that that gets a lot of uh, you know fresh fresh eyes and fresh ears on you guys because that'll yeah, we're be stoked. They were like during our whole writing process during the pandemic. Like, I mean, I've even like brought you know chance you got to hear these guys. You know, like I, I found them. And they were actually a big inspiration to our Roll with the Punches album too. You know, like it was like that guy's voice, man. Like, yeah, it's so good, so good. I was yeah. using their their music to cope a couple of years ago, and now I'm going on tour with them. Like, I'm so stoked. <laughs> That's the coolest it's thing a, ever, man. Their music's so good. Like a, it is. It truly is a dream come true. And I mean, like we've we've had like those kind of like coming to God moments, even on this show. I mean, it's it's always going to be different for me and Mikey. I'm pretty sure Mikey's coming to God moment was probably Derek from State Champs. But, Oof, yes. But uh, my, mine was probably, uh, I don't know, I've had a bunch. See, like I'm an old head and like <laughs> we had we had someone from like Me Without You on and like that blew my mind. And um, I had Evan from Into It Over It on and that blew my mind. And it's just like, I'm so thankful that we get to do this. This is kind of a cool thing, but one of the greatest things about doing this is the fact that like we get to interface with bands that are, you know, coming out of the gate strong and um, you know, like a band like Magnolia park, for instance, right? Like when we had like mag park on, like they were just on the precipice of, they like, weren't even signed yet. Yeah. They were like yeah. just, just on like that tipping point. And now like, like people are just like, yeah, mag park, mag park. And I'm like, yeah. So like, yeah you know, I, I'm sure that probably 50 episodes from now, you know, it's going to be the same freaking thing where people are going to be like, well, Brooklyn, this and Brooklyn, that. And I'm going to be like, <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we had them on the podcast when they were little, little, little tiny, teeny babies. And, uh, you know, and now they're out there kicking ass. So, uh, yeah. And, and, but at the end of the day, like, that's the only thing that like we want for anybody that we come across, you know, anybody that's nice enough and kind enough to take an hour out of their day to like, talk with us two bumbling idiots like it's all we it's all we could want is is just success for you guys so um yeah i mean you know i i really i really do hope that uh you know the the new music is uh is killer and kick ass as i'm sure it's gonna be um, and we and i i have to make a, a dakota reference because of you course know, you do we're homies with the spill canvas and they're they're holding it down for south dakota and they, they don't have kind words for North Dakota. So, <laughs> so you stir I, I, the pot. Stir yeah, the pot, baby. I, I think we, we might need to have a little North Dakota, South Dakota beef between you guys and them. Let's hook and it then, up right on the podcast. Yep. And then time, baby. also, I remember a few years ago, it was like one of these big music publications. And they were like the biggest bands from each state. And like, you know, New Jersey was like, Bruce Springsteen or like Bon Jovi or like megastars. And then South Dakota was the spill canvas. So <laughs> we need to get Brooklyn to be the, the biggest band from North Dakota or who is the biggest band from North Dakota? Do you guys know? Not, uh, no. <laughs> yeah. I like I, I, I guess I should have done research, but we don't do research for this podcast. And I should have tried to find that like digital map I guess. and like had that, but I don't know either. I guess if, if you guys maybe heard of a band, they're not like they're just actually coming back for a reunion show. They're they're our buddies. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard the band These Hearts. Oh, weren't they? 
Oh gosh. Uh, were they a victory it, band? They were. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, yeah was, okay. I remember that. So actually the drummer of that band was uh, the drummer before the one we just got now. Like he was actually yeah. the drummer of these hearts for you know, the longest time. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So yeah, they're, they're actually, they're getting together for a reunion show. And what is it? Chance is it like August or something like that? Yeah, it's around August. They're doing a couple shows, actually. Yeah, they're going to do a few shows for reunion shows. So Yeah, that's I was excited for that, too, because I want to see them play. I've never got to see them yeah. actually play. Isn't, isn't, um, isn't Wiz Khalifa technically from North Dakota? I heard, the, I've, I heard that, too. I think it was an Air Force baby in Minot. Ah, uh, okay. You know, so someone, someone else, I don't know if it's true or not, whatever, but someone said Johnny Craig was from the Minot Air Force Base, too, for when really? he was a, a youngin. Yeah. I thought he was, like, I, I don't Canadian. know if that's actually true or not. I'll have to... We, we love that shit though. When we find out someone like famous is from here, we're like, gotta yeah. rip it. We got Josh Jamal. Why not? Josh Jamal. And then uh, Ronda Rousey. I think Wait, we, Josh Jamal is like the Vegas guy, right? Like the TNT show Vegas. Josh Jamal's in like tons of movies. Fergie. Fergie's, uh, well, at X. I don't think they're together anymore, are they? I don't know. Black I don't pay. I don't pay attention to him, but <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know. I didn't realize that Ronda Ronda Rousey was from North Dakota. I, I didn't know um, that either. That one too. She was like from somewhere. I'm trying to think of like because I'm like a I'm a huge wrestling fan. And I'm trying to think of like where they bill her when they announce that she's coming to the ring, and I can't think of it because all I re- can really think of is like her. She's like in, she's in wrestling now. Huh? She was. Yeah, she she's uh she she yeah she was she was an MMA stalwart and then she made the transition. Um. I think uh, her her buddy her buddy Brock Lesnar was like, "Hey, listen, uh, if you do this, you'll make uh, a shit ton of money," and that's what she's doing because yeah. she's making right. a shit ton of money and doesn't actually have to get punched in the face. Nice. Right. Right. I actually worked with Brock Lesnar's cousin in, in Bismarck. Yeah. 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 Lesnar's here. He went to Yeah. Yeah. Lesnar's from uh, from from up there. Um, and you well, know it's funny because Lesnar went which, to what. Ne- which New York Islander had the best season this year? Would you say, Tom? Noah Dobson. No. I mean, Brock, he did. Brock Nelson. Well, I mean, and Noah Dobson did have the. I what's the connection did. to Brock Nelson in North Dakota? He went to school in North Dakota. Yeah, he went to. <laughs> oh, Fighting Sioux. Oh, well, they're not the Fighting Sioux anymore. No, right? What are? Grab just like. What are they? Um, we had Carson Wentz. That's a that's a Carson right. Wentz. That's a boy. There you go. Yeah, he's from Indiana. That's where he went. So that's well, that was cool. correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't like North uh wasn't North Dakota like a um like a frozen four contender for like a couple of years? Like oh, they... they they're always a powerhouse. Probably yeah. Grand Fork Grand Forks is usually I mean they're awesome, awesome team. Yeah. We got we got great hockey teams everywhere. Even Minot, man, are semi pro, the Taros, man, they're they kill it, man. They're, they're so much fun to watch. Do you, um, I mean, like, as far as like, uh, professional teams are concerned, I mean, like, how, like, how far would you guys have to go to see like a professional hockey game? Like, what's, oh, what's really close? Some Minnesota, the wildest close, even, but I don't know. Yeah, okay. the wildest probably close to us, but I'd rather yeah. go to a Blackhawks game, but for sure. Yeah. I'm not, how, how, how far are you guys like from? And this is just me like not knowing United States geography, but like, how far are you guys from Chicago? Um, depends on how fast you drive, but usually around thirteen to fourteen hours. Oh, oh so it's God. pretty far. That's we're right far. up. We're like right up on the Canadian. Well, where I'm from, I'm like right a half hour from the border of Canada. Oh wow. Okay. So, 
These so I, I, actually, I actually have to drive four hours to practice, four and a half hours to practice. These yeah. guys every time we practice. So, so what's like the Canadian cities that are like right up? Is it like Esteban? Calgary? There's Esteban right above us. Um, Larange, like uh, Regina is pretty close. Okay, um, so. Saskatchewan, not, not Saskatchewan, right? Yeah. Not cities that you would want to hit the tour. <laughs> oh, there's uh, actually maybe Regina would be kind of cool. I guess like uh, Calgary's not too far, maybe a little less than Chicago to us and stuff. So it's like, you know, that, that area would be kind of fun to hit. Canada's yeah. awesome, man. Like I love I, going, I don't I, know if you've ever I'm been there, but excited to see Canada. it's uh dude, it's a blast, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of the things that like we we always hear, uh, you know how how beautiful Canada is, and yeah. you know especially especially kind of in the you know I guess the Midwest and Western parts of Canada, how just beautiful and you know that's what everybody says, you know everybody says about you know Vancouver and uh, you know all those areas kind of out out in the Pacific, and then you know even you know your your Calgarys and I've you know heard beautiful things about uh, um, you know different parts of Alberta and different parts of Saskatchewan and all that kind of stuff, so. Um, I, you know, I, I hope you guys do get to, you know, get up there and, and go see it and, you know, get, get connected with some of those, uh, some of those dope Canadian bands. Cause you know, there, there's a, there's a bunch, I mean, I know a lot of them are like kind of situated around the bigger cities, you know, Toronto and, you know, all that stuff, but you know, there's definitely some untapped potential there for sure. Oh yeah. We'll definitely, we're definitely going to try to get up there as soon as we can. Sweet. And it's a lot easier going up than coming down. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm sure the chief state's going through a bunch of paperwork and getting all these venues to, to vouch for right. them and all that. It's a pain in the butt. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, but it, but you know, it's par for the course. I mean, you know, if you, you, you know, this is kind of what you want to do. Um, you gotta have to build that in. I mean, you know, it, it's hopefully one day, like it won't be as difficult to navigate, you know, going from canada to the u.s and all the visas and all that nonsense but hopefully in time uh but uh i guess closing arguments here um and i always like to ask these questions just because uh it is always something that's really really interesting to me so um i you know i guess you know, over the over the past year you know you guys have obviously written and released a lot of music you're writing a lot of stuff now um you know i know you said like you you know you were listening to like chief state even to kind of uh you know pull a little bit of inspiration in terms of songwriting and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, what other bands would you say that like, you know, you guys were collectively listening to a lot of that kind of shaped and molded, uh, you know, what role with the punches ended up being and even what, uh, you know, your new single was. So like some bands that were really interesting to you or, you know, bands that you were really listening to ad nauseum, anything like that over the past year that you can call out. Oh yeah. Like neck deep, Waster, uh, between you and me. Story Wait, that's like, how you say that band's name? That's Waster. Yeah, Waster. yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, we were in the same boat at one time, man. Hey, you know that band WSTR? Yeah, yeah right. Awesome. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but, all right, cool. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, State Champs and the Story So Far. The story So Far, State Champs. Yeah, mm -hmm. super awesome. Yeah, the um, uh, unfortunately, I'm uh, I'm out of commission right now. I've got a I've got a boot on my foot, uh, and I was oh. uh. I was, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer, but I was supposed to go see, um, the, uh, the story so far last night, they were actually in Orlando on that, oh, uh, man. on that tour and I missed them, unfortunately. Uh, but, um, one of the, another one of those bands like, um, you know, the wonder years that I've, I've talked about all the time where, uh, I've seen the story so far, like when they were, um, 
you know, just kind of starting to get, uh, you know, get their, their, their kind of sea legs under them. And they were horrendous live. They were bad, man. They were bad. But um, <laughs> now that, now that I, and I mean, I, you know, I hate to say it, but like they were, they just, they, yeah. they couldn't, couldn't hack it. But um, from what I've heard, like, you know, I, I think I saw them like three or four years ago, just before I left uh, New York to come to Florida. But um, I had a couple of buddies at the show and they said like impeccable, like exactly how everything sounds on proper dose is how they sounded live. And uh, I'm bummed that I missed it because uh, the Wonder Years are another one of those bands that like 10 years ago, going to see them live was like, uh, what am I in for? But now, like absolute pros and the story so far are, are in it. And I think they're writing some of the most compelling music in pop punk right now um you right. know i think i think it's fantastic and but of course i mean you had joyce manor on that tour you had mom jeans you had microwaves so all incredible incredible bands but right. but um yeah the story so far it's just like if you're looking into you know writing you know pop punk with with some depth right you know, yeah they're, they're, the, they're the guys to listen to lyrical genius dude. oh yeah and like Absolutely. yeah just i think it takes a while a lot you know for a lot of bands to like to get their groove you know when they oh, get yeah, on the road sure. and stuff like to find out like on the show. show and, and that, know, like, too. Just, that too that yeah. too you know yeah sometimes it's just you know show by show case by case bad, if it's bad yeah if it's show 28 on the tour you right. know yeah. 28 shows, 28 days, you know, it's just, it can kind of no, get they're doing, they're doing it every day. We see them just the once and we're like, Oh, what the heck, you know? But yeah, yeah, exactly. Now you're, work. you're right. You're right. I agree. Uh, we've all had uh, bad days at work. So maybe, maybe I gotta, I gotta soften up a little bit. I, no, it's yeah, you <laughs> gatekeeper. <laughs> that's not gatekeeper. That's not even what gatekeeping is. <laughs> I'm just going to call you that. You're that's a, everyone now is going to be like, yo, Tom's a gatekeeper. No, gatekeeping is I gotta, just I gotta give bands the benefit of the doubt because like, if I start talking shit, then I'm going to end up screwing up really bad live or something. It's like, bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, we've, we've all been there. Um, We've definitely all been there. I've I've screwed up many a times live. So I mean, who am I to who am I to judge, right? But, I couldn't even hear myself our last like our first show. I, <laughs> I was just like, I hope this is right. Yeah. You're you accidentally like forgot that you tuned your guitar to like some weird emo tuning, and everyone's like <laughs> just just playing open chords, and everyone's like, oh, this yeah. doesn't this is this like, sounds weird. This is, uh, this is weird. We quickly found out how bad a shape we were in too. Oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh god. That's yeah, yeah, that's usually all it takes. All it takes is like a good a good set on stage for you to realize like holy shit, this this Time co- to go to the gym. Yeah, this cardio co- in COVID twenty is yeah. a real deal, man. Oh my god, yeah. yeah there's, tough, there's, there's definitely a reason why Jake from August Bet Burn Red Burns Red looks the way he does. Like yeah, sure. he is ripped. That guy's the shred master, man. But yeah, it's you know, it's 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 a lot of fun getting out there and playing, but it's also, you know, it's 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 work. It, it can be work, but at the same time, it's a fucking pretty cool job to have. Uh, so awesome. Uh, I appreciate you guys sticking with us for this hour or so. Again, like I said, just indulging us and giving us a little bit of insight about, you know, Brooklyn and kind of what's coming uh, on the radar. Uh, I guess if you could just take one or two minutes uh, just to let our listeners know exactly where they can find you on socials and all that fun stuff. If you want to just shout those out real quick. Me? All right. So, <laughs> yeah, man, you can find us on any any streaming platform on Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, otherwise, if you go to brooklanemidwest.com slash music, you should be able to check. Uh, I think right now we have our new single out uh, on there. You can just stream it anywhere. Um, we have our merch. Our socials, we have uh, Brooklyn Official on TikTok is our is our handle. And then uh, I believe Brooklyn Midwest is our Instagram. 
Um, and yeah, we're Brooklyn Music on Facebook is what is how you can find us there. Uh, Twitter, we're not so active on quite yet. We're working on that though. So uh, the other ones you can kind of find us on a little bit better, and that's probably awesome. the best of that. So. I just I just want to add to you that with with the new release of Breakaway, we have a Breakaway merch line that we just released. That's available right now for ordering anything that you want. Go on there, check it out. Get yourself some sweatshirts, some joggers, some hats, t-shirts. Pretty cool oh, artwork yeah. on these ones. So yeah, stoked. And thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh thank- yeah. Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure is all ours, boys. Definitely. Um, yeah. The uh, I, I was actually checking out the 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 merch before for the drop. It was actually pretty dope. So definitely, definitely get on there and, and grab yourself some cool shit and support the boys as they're. Uh, getting out there and getting on the road and starting to starting to pull their big boy pants up. You know, that's, that's what, what we're all trying to do. We're not trying to, we're not trying to gatekeep each other. Right, Mikey. You are the New York Ranger gatekeeping fan. Uh, you gatekeeper of the podcast. All right. After we get off this podcast, I'm going to tell you what gatekeeping means. Cause you're just using it. <laughs> like you're just like, you're verbing it right now. You're like, you're like uh, Doc Emmerich when he talks about passing stuff on ice. He's like, "Oh, he saucepanned it to like, yeah, or like." If you get a chance, seriously, if you get a chance, just go on Google and look it up. There was a, one game where he used like seventy different words to describe a pass, and like sixty-five <laughs> of them don't make sense. Like he skadoodled it. Yeah, he's like, I did. De- Aspirin pill bottled it over to Johnny <laughs> Gaudreau. It's just like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? Oh God, it's it's a beautiful thing. Oh, Doc Doc Emmerich. If I, if if Doc Emmerich, uh, if we can have him, I, if I ever find out that Doc Emmerich likes at least one rock band, and we can get him on the show, oh, I think that'd be that, great. Yeah, I think that would that should be the last episode that we do ever. <laughs> it's just be like, well, we got Doc. We can we can call it a day. Uh, hey. Dude, thank you guys so much. Chance, Alex, really awesome that you uh, took the time to chill with us. Brooklane, uh, go listen to, uh, you know, the, the record they put out last year, Roll of the Punches. Breakaway is available on uh, wherever you get your music. And uh, wish you guys all the best. Definitely will uh, revisit you, like I said, in 50 episodes when you guys are uh, out there, you know, opening up for Mayday Parade or some crazy shit. And we're like, yeah, no, they were on the podcast. And now they won't come back on without us paying them a thousand dollars. No way. Um, no. <laughs> but if that happened, we'd be back. We'd be back. Hell no. yeah. Nah, well, we do wish that it happens. We wish all the success in the world. So, uh, boys, you. thank you so much for being with us. Uh, give our regards to Fargo, North Dakota, and uh, we will catch you on the flip side. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Peace. Be well.